Good morning and uh, welcome to Drawing for Tattooers. I'm your host, James Wisdom. Um, and if this is working for you, uh, please let us know in the chat. So I'm going to check the YouTube stream and make sure we're going. Looks like it. So um, again, good morning and welcome to Drawing for Tattooers on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Um, so uh, here on Reinventing the Tattoo, uh, we like to inspire, um, create, and, and ultimately make, you know, better tattoos and art together. Um, we beam out nearly every single day, and with your help, you become an amazing network of quality on-demand uh, art shows and art-related, tattoo-related content. So um, we've all been receiving rave reviews, thanks to you. So, um, so yeah. Hey, good morning, Amber. Great to see you today. Good morning. Um, I'm just uh, going through the going through the thing, right? The <laughs> trying to make uh -huh. this, trying to trying to do this uh, better every time, but uh, it's always a, it's always uh, um, a challenge, right? To yeah to <laughs> to open it up. Um, so I, I hope that that's a, an enjoyable part, right, for everybody um, <laughs> to watch this uh, to watch this bit, right? It's a it's a part of it. And so um, mm -hmm. anyway, I'm I'm so glad you could be here. I'm so glad that you that are watching are out there are here. Um, so yeah, please let us know in the comments uh, what you think. Um, yep. So uh, again, you can find us. Uh, at reinventing the tattoo, um, there is uh, all sorts of resources here. We click on the resources, free tattoo courses. You can um, have access to free stuff. Free stuff is great. This is also a way to start to learn about what is on offer here at reinventing the tattoo. Um, so, can't encourage you enough. If you're interested. This is a good way in. Um, we also have uh, we also have other shows that we do, and I will scroll down to those now, right? So on uh, on Sundays at one p.m. Eastern, we have Steel Building, a drawing group hosted by Jason Leeser. Um, that's followed on Mondays at nine a.m. Eastern, uh, Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom. That's me. You made it. This is the show. Uh, at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, we have Let's Talk About Feelings, hosted by Robbie Ripple and Dusty, uh, as well as on Wednesdays, we have the, let's see, I think we have the Tattoo uh, Collecting. Hold on. Let me get, let me get all of the times right. Uh, Right, so on Thursdays at 6 p.m. we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast. So um, be sure to check out all of our shows. Um, and now we'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsors, World Tattoo Events, uh, worldtattooevents.com. Um, it's the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. Lots of updates as conventions are rescheduling like crazy. Uh, so you can always learn about the newest upcoming convention tattoo event in your town at uh, worldtattooevents.com. Tattoo Now. Tattoo Now is the leading edge of professional development uh, and management and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. Upgrades competitive with any CRM mailing list software out there. Um, so if you want to take your communication to the next level, check out Tattoo Now. Uh, ask for Gabe. Uh, and of course, I'd like to thank Guy Atchison for being the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo and the Reinventing the Tattoo community. You can learn more about Guy Atchison by visiting GuyAtchison.com, where you can find uh, you can purchase paintings, prints, as well as uh, tattoo machines. 
and also learn Guy's story about becoming a painter and his journey through the tattoo world. Um, of course, if you would like to uh, host a reinventing uh, event or sponsor um, the community, you can always email management at reinventingthetattoo.com. And uh, yeah, we did it. That was the <laughs> that was the the introduction. Uh, you know, so it's always um, always a, a a fun fun experience. Amber, how are you doing this morning? Good to see you. Pretty good. That's great. Oh, uh, so you're um, remember last week? You were letting us know that you had a, a big change. Yeah. How's, how's the how's that going for you? Just an update for us. It's not going bad. I mean, I just went back to making money. Okay. While I look for a you know a new apprenticeship. And I'm not even sure an apprenticeship is how I really need to go. Robbie even suggested I look for like a junior tattoo artist position. Because technically, I've already put in most of my 2,000 hours over my two apprenticeships. Right. So those are the... But those are the rules in your area. You have to have yeah. a certain amount of hours. Okay. Now, this is interesting because, uh, you know, it is a patchwork of regulations that everybody has to face. So wherever you find yourself mm -hmm. at, uh, it's really good to understand what's required in your location. And so yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the uh, APT, the Alliance of Professional Tattooists, is a really great resource uh, that I would encourage. I've been looking into to that. What's that? I've been looking into that. Yes, I think I think that I would encourage you to 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 consider joining up and you know and um, sort of again junior level tattooist with them as well. And you you know they have different levels of of uh, you know uh, membership, but mm. um, it's again they 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 provide a lot of resource and they uh, they could also um, they might be able to advise you in certain respects as far as like you know how to how to find a how to find a good place for you in your location because they're you know they're our largest you know sort of professional trade organization that tattooers have um, anyways i think it's i think it's definitely something that uh you're, you're checking it out i think that's good yes so definitely check it out so um well we've got jason leeser hopping in the zoom call everybody Nice. Uh, yes. So, uh, Jason, good morning. As you're uh, as you're connecting to audio, I had the pleasure of uh, being on Jason's show yesterday. Jason, it was a great time. Thanks again for having me. Good morning. You're always welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Um. Yeah. No. That was. Uh, that was. So much fun getting a chance to catch up with you yesterday and talk shop, as it were. Uh, thank you for all the the really thoughtful questions and um, yeah, and the and the space, the space to do that. It was fun. Yeah, no problem. The pleasure was all mine. Well, uh, we were just uh, opening up, right? Amber is is on the hunt for a you know for a new shop. And I was talking about the APT, uh, the Alliance of Professional Tattooists. Um, Jason, are you uh, are you involved with the Alliance of Professional Tattooists at all? Um, not currently. Um, I was many years ago, um, and I've kind of let it lapse since then. Uh, but lately, with everything going on, I have been looking at getting back into that. Um, typically speaking. I mean, if, you know, we're talking about, you know, future job prospects and stuff like that, um, you know, I've always found it, that's where having a really good solid network of other tattooers that, you know, oh, and I think I, I'm frozen. That's no. We can hear you. I oh, can there we go. You, but yeah. There you go. Your yeah, video I've got a couple of different things going on right now. So <laughs> hopefully this doesn't crash on me. 
Um, but I've always found it to be uh, always the the best bet to reach out to other contacts, other people you may know in the area in which you work um, to kind of go through and, you know, just put feelers out. Uh, it's where, you know, networking comes in real handy. Yeah. Um, so. And I'm just going to turn that off for now unless I can. <laughs> well, I think that was really great advice. You know what I mean? And um, I agree. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, as you're, as you're looking, you know, just uh, hang in there. And, uh, um, and uh, Robbie, Robbie seemed to have like, you know, like that's some really good advice, you know, so, so consider that too. Yeah. Just maybe you are ready, ready to jump in and start doing it, you know? So, but, um, but yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, uh, also joining us this morning is, is, uh, is Jen. Hey Jen, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning. It's seven here. So, you know, waking up. <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, it is, uh, early on Monday mornings. Um, yes. But that's also, uh, you know, it's a great way to kick off the week. That's what that's what I've uh, that's the way I've always sort of thought about it. I really love these streams because, um, again, it's like you get a chance to catch up with you know with a group, a, you know, a close community. But then also, you know, we get to talk about. I learned that I've learned the the you know the most amazing things. Right, just hanging out with with you all, and so, um, so yeah, no, I'm always really grateful for this space and for everybody that that um, that joins us. Um, right, today, I wanted to talk about uh, anatomy a little bit, and so what I'm what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna share my screen, and um, and hopefully we can. Uh, have just a you know quick sort of overview of stuff yeah so hopefully uh you can see my screen now on a um at a previous time previous episode we talked about the skeleton right um learning about some of the the you know the larger muscle groups of the body uh is that like entirely necessary for your job as a tattooer um I, I do i think so a little bit you know do you have to know what every one of them is called and stuff mm, maybe not necessarily but um i think it can be very valuable almost being able to see through the surface right like you know even the muscles we're going to talk about are you know particular to you know human bodies um you do see them there are similar sorts of shapes and similar sorts of uh, configurations with the, within the animal kingdom as well. And this can also be useful information when you're, you know, I was talking with Jason yesterday about drawing birds and stuff, you know, like learning bones and, you know, and sort of, sort of thinking about how, how muscles, sometimes that, sometimes there's a little bit of, you know, intersection and parallel. So anyways, um, wanted to just sort of briefly go over some stuff. Um, and again, as you're looking at the body and you are starting to, you know, compose things and or sort of fit tattoos to bodies, these can be really useful uh, sorts of points of reference. Um, so again, we'll start with maybe the bony, some of the bony landmarks. Um, and let's see, I, I don't know if I can, I might be able to at least highlight Maybe. I will say the most impressive word I use around my clients is epicondyle. They love it. It's it's a good one. So um, and we're I was I wanted to t I wanted to talk about that, but where all right? So which epicondyles right? Are you, <laughs> where do you where do you uh, point the epi which epicondyle? Uh, all of them on the clavicle, right. wrist bone, ankle bone, any any bony little knobby bit. Yeah, know? isn't that fun? Yeah. Um, so right, uh, there are there are so many like uh, fun anatomical words you can drop with your clients, and then you know so if your clients are in the medical 
field, they appreciate that, right? But then, you know, it can also, it can also be really nice uh, for those who are not. Okay, so, um, so the first thing I highlighted here, uh, the sternal notch, right? Sternal notch is where your collarbones, your clavicles, they are, are uh, they're touching the, uh, this is the head of the sternum, right? So the sternum is the bone that is the front of your rib cage, right? It's also where the pectoralis or the chest muscles, uh, they, um, they sort of originate from, right? They're attached to the sternum, right? So right at the top. Everybody has this, you know, at the base of their throat, this, this sternal notch. So it's also the center, right? It's also the, you know, the sort of, the sort of center of, of the body. Um, and so this is a good sort of, you know, just sort of place, I think, to start your, start your bony landmark marking, right? Yeah. If you've ever tattooed in this area, <laughs> you'll know that it, it can be very tricky, right? Yes. Yeah. Especially because of over the bones that are there, right? This, this, Skin can be fairly thin, can be very sensitive as well, right? So, you know, it can be difficult to put, you know, very, um, uh, very detailed line work and the like. So, um, but sort of learning about this relationship, right? We've got this external notch, right? Um, and then, you know, laterally, right? We also have these points here, right? The AC joint, right? The acromion process. This is where uh, this is where your collarbone meets your scapula, right? Your shoulder blade, right? It's also, you know, for drawing purposes. You know, you might think about this is where the the arm kind of starts at. It's the top of the deltoid. The deltoid is this. It's outside muscle group right here right it's a it's a big one so we'll get we'll get into more of that later right um the stomach muscles right the six pack referred to as the rectus abdominis that's these ones here right it's specific to the sort of the, the center right of the um of the torso if you like then you have uh, external obliques uh, love handles right that's the <laughs> right there are muscles down there right a lot of uh, a lot of times there it can be a little bit of will carry a little bit of, of extra fat right there there's a couple different kinds of fat of course there's a there is a brown fat that lays deeper you know that's you know under the surface and that's that's a very healthy kind of fat um anyway it's these are uh these are just a few of these you know sort of areas of the torso i think too like a lot of times with you know we're talking about hips right the you know the hip where the hip bone um is located it's up pretty high really you know what i mean there's there's hip bone kind of right here at the um all the way all the way up there that's sort of pressing out this flank pad right and so um right interesting just to think about you know see where the bones are located see how it sort of affects the muscle groups um this is a uh, latissimus dorsi you can see it right here it's actually referring to a muscle on the back it's a really big muscle and we'll look at that here in just a minute um get rid of some of my those right so when we will turn to the back just to, this is just a very brief but hopefully maybe it whets your appetite and makes you want to get into learning some of this just even a little bit more okay so we can see here on the back right there's a big muscle on the neck um the sternocleidomastoid muscle so if everybody you know you can sort of feel it right if you turn your head from side to side the muscles that are responsible for that Right, the sternocleidomastoid muscles, they they also they they are connected to your clavicles, really close to that sternal notch we were talking about, the head of the sternum. Um, 
these muscles here on the, on the back of the neck, the trapezius muscles. Sometimes you hear like, you know, people who are into going to the gym, right? The traps, right? <laughs> so you gotta work the traps out. Um, and here is the, here's that latissimus uh, dorsi. Very big muscle on your back, right? Very big muscle on the back. So when you're, again, you're looking at somebody's back, you're gonna have to deal with their flesh, right? There's gonna be lots of flesh that's, you know, that's gonna be present. But um, sort of, again, thinking about how these, how these groups are all related, how this trapezius is really, you know, sort of, you know, this area here is all trapezius, right? And then the flow, right, of the lats, latissimus dorsi. Um, again, you're going to, you know, a lot of times if you work on, you know, the lower back, you might see those, those two, um, those two dimples, right, in the very, you know, the very low of somebody's back. You know, and everybody has those. It's actually your it's the pelvic bone. It's very close, right? There isn't, it's, it's an insertion point, right? So it's very close to that bone. That's why those dimples, you know, seem to, seem to, you know, um, be present. Again, somebody could have extra weight and you may not see them as, uh, uh, it's, it's almost like the less sort of overall mass that they have, you might see those dimples a little bit more uh, clearly. Um, but those are the, those are referred to as the, the PSIS or the post superior iliac spine. It's the, it's how, you know, it's, it's how all of these muscles in the back, they're, they're connecting to your, uh, to your pelvis. So, um, yeah, so again, it's a very, it's a very good, um, it's a very good bony landmark. Like we talked about the sternal notch just earlier. And then, so those little dimples in the back, the, the post superior iliac spine, they can be really, uh, sort of useful too. Um, yeah, glutes, right? There's uh, there's some, <laughs> there's some muscles in your butt and these are, uh, these are, Again, if you're designing back pieces, right? So I'm thinking about Jason's bodysuit project, for example, right? Or whatever the case may be. Where do you place, right? Where do you place these things? Sometimes, you know, your clients may have really specific ideas about where they want them, and they do get the ultimate say, it is their body. But thinking about how, how these designs may interact and flow with a particular muscle group, you know, they may not they may not be thinking about it right you might be able to show them put it here um and i think that this comes from course experience but also looking at the form right looking at the forms of that bodies take on these can these can be really useful um okay so i'm gonna scroll down oh yeah this book right uh this is this is a uh, stephen peck's uh uh, um, anatomy for the artist. Again, I think it's a, I think it's a really, it's a really great sort of illustrated anatomy book. Right, here we can see sort of profile view. I really feel like you can, you can, you can, you know, see this, this flow, right? The way that the, the way that the body flows. So interesting. Um, But yes, so anyway, the, the whole idea here is just, uh, again, so interesting. Don't get turned off by all of the language. There's a lot of names here. But of course, you know, so you get a good anatomy book, right? Or you watch some videos or something like that. You can start to get the hang of it, right? You really can. And then, of course, like, you know, with any book, it's, it's good to read them. Which, you know, I think is for me, I'm guilty. Like, I just like pictures and stuff. But when I read the books, I, I get so much out of it. Um, so, uh, I wanted to scroll. Here's some, just some wonderful illustrations in this book that I think can lend a lot of insight. You know, you, you look at the artist that creates these, you know, these works like this, uh, you know, a good book of anatomy. Um, and they're thinking about it. So if you're interested in drawing bodies, of course, this is going to be super necessary. But I think for us, we work on bodies. 
right? We're tattoo artists. Um, and so that's, I think that's something that we, we really need to, um, you know, it's, it's really good to familiarize yourself with it. Um, right. Love that, right? Serratus anterior, this, you know, there are these muscles that travel across your rib cage and they are, you know, they can be really sort of aesthetic. There they are. Let's see them right here. But also, you know, at the same time, if you're designing a rib piece, you know, there might be something that interesting there for you, even if you can't really see them super well, right? There might be some flow that you that you can tap into, right? These big shapes, right? We were just sort of talking about this, right? Trapezius, this sort of diamond shape, the lats, right? Latissimus dorsi, how it is a more of this you know, triangle shape underneath. This is this is a lot of times I think why when we see back pieces that are very effective, um, they're taking advantage of these shapes. Um, there's just too much too much to cover. I'm going to scroll down quickly to the to the arms and stuff. But this is leading to something else too. I, want, <laughs> I just wanted to sort of start on this. All right, so the arm, right, the, uh, the upper extremities. You can see that this is divided into two, scroll back a little bit. You can see this is divided into two different, um, you know, uh, categories for the arm, right? So supine, right, versus pro. Okay, so what that means, supinated versus pronated. So you can see that, right, if you, you have your hand, right? Like if you can, this is how my teacher explained it to me, and I thought it was really useful. So if you can, you turn it over like you can hold a bowl of soup, right? Supinated, right? Versus, you know, you turn it over like this, pronation, right? Pronation, supination. This makes a big difference, right? Especially, I find it, it's always, it's, it never fails. It's always very interesting when I'm working on somebody's arm. Sometimes it's like, it's tough to get the stretch right. Sometimes it's tough to like, you know, you're trying to work on the back or you're trying to work on, on these different areas and stuff. Sometimes you just need to have them, you know, like rather than struggle, you just have them turn their, just rotate their hand, right? Just, you know, basically what, you know, you're, you're actually, you're turning the, um, you know, the radius, which is the arm bone and the ulna, right? You're sort of switching them over. Um, sometimes this makes a huge difference. And I think tattoo artists that are very experienced, they know this, but, you know, if you're new to this, you may not think about it, right? Just that simple, just that simple, like turn the turn the, your wrist over, right? Even if you're working on the upper arm, can be, I think, very useful. Um, so right, so hold a bowl of soup, supination, right? Pronation. That's the you know that's just a just a way to think of it. Um, they always help me remember it. Uh, so right, deltoid, like we were talking about earlier, this very big muscle group out here. Biceps. This area here. I think a lot of us know these ones. Um, what is, uh, what is uh, really nice though, we can, you know, we could sort of get here to the, the brachioradialis, I think is a really, you know, important muscle group. Let's see, not that part, this part. Brachioradialis is a, is a part of the, you know, sort of the forearm muscles that, you know, sort of connect the upper, right, to the forearm, right, the upper arm to the, to the forearm. And so this is this, almost like this highway, right, this pass, right, that you can, but this is where you can, you can bring whatever's happening up here can flow nicely into what's happening on the forearm. And that's, you know, it, it can be easy to sort of disregard it, cut it off, but that's, that's this muscle group that really helps sort of connect these, uh, connect these two sections, right? So brachioradialis, it's uh, right there in the, there in the middle. Right next to here, a, a lecranon process of the ulna. That's your elbow. <laughs> so the ulna is on the, you know, it's on the pinky side. It's the thinner, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be thinner down here by the wrist and it gets real thick. And then that's, that's this elbow bit, right? That's the, you know, it's the process. It's this pointy part of your ulna. So the arm bone, right? That's, that's what an elbow is. And so, um, again, your, 
and you're starting to connect these dots. You're trying to like sort of figure out what it is that's that's going on. As we can really see, and everybody that you know, if you tattoo a lot, you you do sort of notice this. I'm sure it's it's a lot more. It's more meaty, right? There's there's a lot more. This is where the muscle groups, your extensors, um, uh, uh, that's where they are located, right? In the upper forearm. It's all tendinous and stuff down here by the wrist, right? So it's much thinner. There isn't, there isn't really much in the way of muscles and stuff going on down there. So um, anyways, uh, just sort of thinking about this basic you know, it's, it's almost like, and we can get into this a bit later, but it's almost like there's a bit of flow that's happening, right? There's movement and curvaceousness, and then there's almost like anti-flow down there, right? It's almost like, it's almost very linear insofar as like, you know, where, what's happening down at the wrist. So you can use that. You can also sort of, you know, be antagonistic about it, right? You can start to put some flow and stuff down there by the, by the wrists. Anyways, so uh, what I wanted to ah yes, uh, Proco. Thanks, Jen. I do like I do like Proco um, quite a bit. Um, but I wanted to share one more really great resource for everybody too, and um, so I don't often do this, but this is from Reinventing. This is from Guy Atchison's, uh, Guy Atchison's book, right? He also talks about uh, the the muscle groups and how they can you how can they be useful for us tattooers, right? So um, this is in the Fit and Flow chapter, and uh, it talks about the the arm muscles, right? So deltoid, biceps, brachialis, triceps. Some of the things that we were just discussing, but um, he goes through, he talks about the shapes and stuff, and then he lays them out this way. And this is something that I think feel like it, you know, can be very useful for tattooers, right? It's just sort of thinking about this movement, the way that you can sort of envision the, the flow of how these muscles are, you know, uh, for design purposes, right? Um, because we could all, you know, we could sort of see like in the other illustrations, right? There was sort of, you know, muscles are made up of fibers and they're all sort of densely packed together. And so there is like almost, it's almost like hairs, right? And that's, there's all this sort of striation that is occurring. Well, how can we think about that as, you know, in terms of our design, fit and flow? And, um, and so I think there's other ways you can imagine this flow. But, but I, I really enjoy what Guy has, um, you know, created here. And so you can think about like this deltoid flowing, you know, sort of in this circular motion. And as it moves down here, the, the biceps right on the front, you can see how that is starting to sort of become one, right? Like flow into this deltoid triceps as well. Um, and here you can really see, uh, you know, the brachioradialis, and is that like that intermediary point between what's upper and what's lower? And so, again, talking about like anatomy is important, and there's all sorts of resources out there, but this is very specific to the thing that we do on the daily basis, right? Like, again, the composition that you make, whether it's you know on the quadrangle, right, if it's on a square, or, uh, you know, a rectangle or whatever, or circle, whatever the case may be, right, versus, uh, you know, like on the body, how, how can you think about this? How can you make it sort of, uh, uh, you know, really effective? So I think thinking about this in this way is, is really helpful. And so what Guy advises, and, and this is something that I, um, that I like to do as well, is start with oval drawing, right? You draw big oval shapes that will, uh, you know, sort of isolate where these big muscle groups are. That will give you almost like small little areas that you can compose. And so, um, yeah, so he goes on 
um, into quite a bit of detail as far as you know how you can think about these lines of flow, how you can think about like these big muscle groups and how they relate. Um, yeah, and then we can see just a little bit of flow. There's so much more movement, right, with these larger muscle groups up here, right, this sort of, um, it's very circular sort of uh, movement that's happening versus, you know, down here by the, by the wrist. Just, you know, it corresponds, right? He's corresponding, he's, he's reacting to the, you know, the tendons, the uh, extenders, uh, the extensors, all of the bits of muscle that are located here in the forearm. It is, uh, it's so complicated, but if you can make it look, you know, very simple and elegant, you know, this is the type of thing that he's going after. Now take this and, and relate it to the thing that you are interested in doing. Um, I suppose that's, that's really kind of the goal would be to, to give you some insight into how it is that you're going to, you know, fit your compositions on the body. Because the body isn't a, you know, just a rectangle, right? On the back, there might be something close, closely to that analogy, but it's, you know, there's, there's so many, there's so much movement, right? The body is always sort of moving, even when it's standing still. Uh, and so this is, um, I think can be so helpful and so useful. Learn, learn anatomy, get into it. You, you're doing tattoos, you have to be interested in what you're interested in, of course, the aesthetics you like. But working with bodies, you know, should be something that I, I, I believe that, um, you know, you can do it, right? And you can also, you can, um, you can commit some of these terms to memory. Having that language can be, um, I think, very, very powerful. And so, um, anyway, this, so this is a, a resource from, um, from reinventing the tattoo. Uh, if you, you know, subscribe to the, you know, the Canon or uh, to the, you know, to the lessons, you can have access to this. Latissimus dorsi, trapezius, um, oblique uh, external abdominis, right? Gluteus maximus. He goes into so much detail. Again, you can really sort of see this relationship, right? We were talking about the trapezius versus the latissimus dorsi. There's that that area of the lower back and, you know, how that might sort of, how you can sort of think about it. Um, that's what he's talking about right here. And so, um, yeah, right. Like beautiful, just beautiful. You know, it's almost like if you just look at this and you're not thinking about this stuff, right. It's almost like it's such a mystery almost, you know, <laughs> you're like, how in the hell, right. How are you, how are you coming up with this? Um, it just works, right? There's more to it, right? I think it's very clever. <laughs> I do. I think it's very clever. And so anyway, this is what I wanted to talk about today. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. I'd really love to open it up for more discussion. And, you know, if anybody had stuff they want to share, um, yeah, that's, the, that's, my, that's my, my piece for today. Sharing specifically about anatomy or in general? Yeah, in general is fine. I mean, you know, so again, like if if you have like if you have questions is cool, but also if you have like, you know, just um, again, I think so a lot of times we have we have all kinds of viewers and some some of the viewers that we have are so new to this. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's, a, you know, sort of the, the audience, right? Apprentices, maybe even people who are very, you know, are kind of younger and they're like, they're interested in tattoos and stuff. And so I think talking about like, you know, um, maybe like, maybe like revelations or something that you've experienced, like, you know, th I learned this uh, before. I found it really helpful. Anything like that. We can just conversate as well. So but yeah. I well, I know you also come from an academic background, um, and I'm sort of biased that way too. Um, but I'd say, like, even the local arts 
center, you know, like a nonprofit, you don't have to go to art college, but I think joining like a figure drawing class has been one of the most beneficial things for me. And it helps keep me accountable. Like I don't have to think about it. I just, I go once a week. Um, you work it into your schedule. You know, it's, it's like one of those muscles. If you don't use it, you lose it. And yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's also so rewarding and inspiring physically being in a room with other people who are drawing. I think we pick up so much through osmosis that, um, you know, Zoom is, is a valuable resource, but it's different when you get to be in the same room with someone and, and see how they work. Sometimes it's just different being in the same room as art. Being able to see it up close. I get a lot of inspiration just from going to museums. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, go to, go look at stuff, right? Museums and stuff. Go to figure drawing groups. You know what I mean? Just get out oh, there and just get out there and draw and stuff. I think can be useful. But there's I would say like no time in history have we ever had so much access. Right? Jen is right. We don't have to we don't have to go to, you know, art school specifically. We can curate our own kind of education. It can just be, it can be challenging though sometimes to know what's going to be valuable for you. So the only way to do it too is to, is to, is to try it, right? You have to, have to like actualize it, right? Um, but yeah, Jason, what about you? Do you get a chance to, I, I know that. <laughs> I know that me. you have uh, you have some experience with figure drawing classes and stuff. Yeah, so I as well come from an academic background, uh, went to art school, um, took my time with it, you know, and I enjoyed being in college. I'll leave it at that. Um, but, you know, I, I learned a lot. And where I went to school, we were kind of forced to take and explore lots of different mediums. We didn't have a choice, it was a requirement. So we took, you know, figure drawing classes. We took classes with soft pastels. We took classes with uh, printmaking and lithography, um, copper plate etching, uh, stone lithography, digital printmaking, uh, 3D design, wood chop. Like these were all required courses where I went to school. And each one of them was beneficial in different ways. When you look at creating concepts of art, looking outside your normal perspective, um, you know, looking outside of the things that you're really interested in and how that can have an impact on, you know, what you do stylistically. Um, you know, for example, if I'm working with copper plates and I'm doing a copper plate etching, I'm going to approach that in a pretty similar way that I would do a tattoo because everything's got to be, um, you have to really define where your edges are and you have to really define how do you want this to look before you ever touch that copper plate. Partly because when I was doing it, copper was really expensive and I was a broke college student. So kind of had to be, you know, uh, you kind of had to be careful about that. Um, but there's something that you could take away from everything. 3D design classes were great because it forces you to think in three dimensions, right? And when we're doing tattoos, essentially what we're doing is we're decorating a three-dimensional surface, you know? So if we're looking at, and, and this is kind of what you were going over earlier today about the different muscle groups and the different muscle structures, we're basically mapping out a three-dimensional object, Right, And we're now taking a graphic or a two-dimensional design, even though it may be rendered in three dimensions, but we're essentially trying to stick a two-dimensional design onto a three-dimensional object, right? So you have to take in, where are these planes? Where does the light hit? How do different things curve? What's gonna be obstructing your view? How is this gonna look in relationship to this? And how is this gonna complement this three-dimensional form? Right. And if these are all things that if we don't think about, then 
you know, we're constantly always going to be struggling with, okay, well, why does this design that I put so much time into, you know, why does it not look right? You know, oh, well, maybe it doesn't look right because I forgot to, you know, factor in that there's um, a divot, a pit, right where the pectoral muscle sits next to the armpit, you know, right above those lateral muscles. You know, I forgot that that's going to create a natural shadow and create a natural, natural indentation. Okay, well, I can't put something that has a very bright highlight in a place that has a natural indentation because that's going to naturally be coming underneath shadow. So that's not visually going to communicate correctly. Instead, what you would want to do is look at where, where would that light wrap around that form to create a natural highlight, right? Because if you complement the form and you use your form, whatever three-dimensional form you're working on, whether it's a human or maybe you're working with a sculpture, you want to make sure that where the light is going to hit is going to create that natural kind of a highlight with whatever kind of design element you're putting onto this three-dimensional form. Um, you know, and that's something that until I took this three-dimensional class, I never really thought of that. You know, I, I had read Guy's book and I was like, oh yeah, there's natural flow. Okay, yeah, I get it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, oh yeah, anatomy. Yeah, no, I get that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't really thinking about working in three dimensions. I wasn't thinking about if I place this design in this area, there's going to be a natural horizon as the arm curves around where I can only see yay much of it. You know, and then you can take it a step further and you can say, okay, well, if I'm looking at this as a three-dimensional object, I want it to now be visually interesting in every major focal point from every major direction. Right. So that's something else you have to factor into. And Guy is a master of this. I've been literally staring at his stuff since high school. Um, and I have friends of mine that can attest to that. They're like, oh, my God, you finally got tattooed by him. You've only been looking at his stuff for like 20 some odd years, you know. Um, so, you know, he's he's mastered thinking in that kind of a conceptual way. And it's something that, you know, I I personally don't expect a lot of younger tattooers to really think in that kind of a level or with that kind of a dimension, mostly because the way I was brought up in this industry is that you're going to spend your first few years focusing on technique to get that down, right? Then you start expanding, you know, but until you can execute a solid tattoo at a smaller size, it makes no sense to start thinking about these larger planes and these larger, you know, areas simply because you're focusing on technique at that. Point. Now, there's always going to be an element of, you know, okay, well, is it placed correctly? Right? Yeah. But you're not necessarily going to be thinking about how is this small tattoo going to be wrapping completely around an arm? Right? It's a small tattoo. It's going in a smaller space it's got to flow with the area you put it in. And that's where understanding anatomy comes into play. But when you're thinking about, okay, well, if I've got a direct flow line coming from the hip, you know, going all the way up from the front plane onto the side plane, wrapping all the way around onto the back, onto your, your deltoids and, um, or not your deltoids, um, your, your lats, if you're wrapping from the hip all the way around to the, if it's a small tattoo, it's not covering that much area, right? You still have to have it placed right, but you're not thinking about those horizon lines necessarily. I, there's a, there's a, there's a part of me that does, uh, there's, that agrees with like, you know, where the focus needs to be as you're beginning and stuff. But I would say wrestle with it you know, start to really grapple and deal. And like, it's because it is such a, it is such a vast, like terrain and concept dealing with anatomy. Um, and then of course, like, you know, uh, what I always found interesting with like learning anatomy was like that I, I have a body, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? I have one. And so, you know, learning more about it has, I think has been, you know, 
It's been very Although, enriching and infinitely rewarding. I hear what you're saying, though. It's like that, you, that does have you, yet to be proven, James. I've only ever seen you in the I'm just, digital I'm just ether. A talking head. Yeah, yeah I'm, that I, I yeah. to me, <laughs> you only exist that big. I, I'm so I'm I generated. No, no, no. I, 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 uh, I think that you know that it can be very. Uh, I guess I just want to say that it's it's this thing you could you start off there's there's very basic stuff you could start off with and then as you you know as you get more in depth right. that it should be you know again expanded um, but yeah it's a it's a funny thing right it's it is like a juggling that you're doing right how do you you know uh, how would you get so good at it it would have to right. be this thing you know you start off slow slowly and trying to integrate it. Um, I guess it, you know, there, you could just completely ignore for the most part, like what's going on with the body and just think about the image itself, whatever the image is. And then you're just, you're just looking for spaces for shapes where that would go rather than like having, you know, some of the important things you were talking about, like there's going to be, this was going to be in shadow, or this is going to be like sort of difficult to see. Um, so there's not a, there isn't a right and a wrong here. There right. is a what it's just is, a different approach. Right. There is a difference of approach, a difference in your philosophy about it. Um, I believe it's important, certainly important to me. It's what I would advocate for others. But it doesn't mean that like it's the ultimate answer. But it, right. but that's what, I, what, that, I, that's what where I, I was discussing was when you're in your first like two or three years tops, you know, yeah. the way I was brought up and I'm not saying I agree with this, by the way. Right. right. I'm not saying I agree with this, but the way I was brought into this industry was take your first couple of years and focus on technique. You know, yeah. get a, a vague idea of body placement and just look at shapes. Where does this shape fit the best? You know, as you progress in your career, that's when you start to take on these more, more advanced and more evolved design aspects and more, um, complicated, um, for lack of a better term, layouts. Um, but that's when you really start to see that progression. And that's where m these more advanced kind of thought processes, like, um, you know, looking at the pit of the armpit and the natural shadows that occur there in the later, well, not the later, but the more intermediate stages of your career, it's when you really need to start looking at that because that's really going to help you separate out from that early stage in your career. Now, I kind of went about things a bit of a different way. That's what I was always taught. I never agreed with that. <laughs> um, I was always that guy and I've got artwork to prove it. Like when I first got into this industry, I was like bad pieces. That's all I want to tattoo give me full backs and legs. And I, I want to do full upper torsos. Like how could I get that mapped out? So I was already thinking like nine stages beyond where I was. And I got, I, I had myself checked a few times by a couple of pretty major artists. And they said, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You know, you're doing a lot of this large scale stuff, but like, you know, take a look at some of the quality that you're putting out could probably be better quality. So take a step back from doing these massive projects and focus on quality, focus on technique a little bit more and do that until it's perfect. Then go a little bigger and do that until it's perfect and then go a little bigger and do that until it's perfect. And, you know, so I did kind of have to like, you know, drop back a few yards and reevaluate where I was and what I was doing because my mind has always been on, I want to work huge. I want to do these epic pieces that you see that you're just like floored by. Um, and I partially blame, blame a group called the New School Collective. Um, they are out of the Southern California area. They produced an art show back in the early 2000s called Suits Made to Fit. And that book alone has had a tremendous impact on my life. It was a fine art show dedicated to body suits bodysuit designs, bodysuit artwork, um, you know, looking at using the totality of the human body as a graphic canvas. And some of the stuff I saw is just stunning, 
right? You completely lose the form of the bot. You know, when you're looking at it, you're looking at it from such a distance and it's almost like you have a window cutout, you know, a frame for this work of art that you're viewing. And it blew me away. Same thing with the first time that I saw some of Guy's larger scale work. I wasn't looking at, wow, this is on a person. I was looking at it and saying, holy shit, this is a work of art. Why, why, why does it look like it's inside of a frame? Right? Mm-hmm. Because when you look at stuff from that perspective, physically, you have to step back a distance in order to capture the whole thing visually. Right? So I think, uh, so I just, you know, I, 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 I definitely hear what you're saying. And I, um, I, Sorry, I, I really, appre- no, no, I really appreciate the, you know, really large scale stuff too. I think, I think what's interesting though, and, and I think this kind of, hopefully this ties everything back to what we we're saying. I think even very small, you know, intimate tattoos, you know what I mean? Very, you know, very like, uh, you know, they, again, like there is a certain, there's probably a, this certain sort of scale right where tattoos work a little bit better even though i mean i will admit like uh as i you know when i was first learning how to tattoo i saw you know single needle tattoos on people that were you know like that was that what used to be very popular you know many 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 years ago and they looked like perfect right you know these parallel lines they were like you know these tattoos were 30 years old already and they were just like they were they weren't going anywhere Right. Right. And so it's this interesting thing of like, you know, what's old is new again. There's a lot of people who work very fine line sorts right. of things, very small pieces. I still think that there's there's this relationship to the body that it has. Right. So the way it flows and the way you know what I mean? The things that we're kind of talking about. So even just like just like, you know, when you teach small children, you know, like you can think about like kindergarten songs, you know, where, you know, where you point out your, you know, this is my elbow and whatever else, you know, you talk about, you're starting there, right? And by the time you become a, you know, medical doctor, <laughs> you know, you're more, more in depth about like what it is that, you know, things are, you, you get more in depth with it. Um, but yeah, I think, I guess there's always this relationship if we're doing body art to the body, right? Right. Yeah. Jen has a nice uh, comment here. I remember reading from Guy that you can get away with less than perfect technique if the piece fits the flow of the body. I I I agree with that. I really do. It's um it's important. Yeah, even the best executed tattoo is not great if it doesn't right. fit the body. Thank you, Jen. I really I I think that those are it's very well said. It's you know it's something that Guy talks about, and Jason. I think I think that's what you're also kind of pointing at as well. Um, it's it is but i mean as as far as how do you you know like how do you bring this up you know what is the what is the level that somebody can handle uh or maybe that's a part of like learning and stuff and maybe that's a part of being even you know doing the thing is like there's a bit of being overwhelmed all the time and you have to prioritize for yourself right you know, that's just like this, this weird thing of like, you know, you, you can't do it all. Right. But it has, it, there has to be all of this stuff coming in from all different directions. And, uh, it just simply is, um, you know, you have to prioritize, you have to be interested in what you're interested in for sure. Um, but anyway, no, I think it's, this is a fascinating conversation. Um, but I'm also, I'm fascinated as I'm looking here at, uh, I keep watching um, Jen drawing this bubble. Jen, that is that is stunning. This is tonight's homework. <laughs> so, Jen, you're in the subscribers exclusive drawing group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, this is a project that we were, you know, that we're kind of working on. Everybody kind of had their option to do, you know, do what they wish, but. Um, so you chose this reference and now you're like making a painting of it. Yeah. I can see this is a tattoo though. I mean, this is like, this is really, really great. Thank you. This is my goal to be able to do painterly stuff. 
But I think classes like that are so helpful because you don't find your style unless you try a million things. Like preferences are built over time, and you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like it's. I'm still trying to figure out technique as a newer artist. So you know, someday I'd love to do something like this. Oh, oh Jason, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Jason. Um, that was great talking to him. Well, I, yeah, I also, um, I, I think that's very, uh, very important. What you were saying, finding your style through sort of re repetition and also like trying new things. Um, but this is, uh, um, I think that you're sort of breaking this down in a way that like now you, like you could, you could potentially just make, you know, uh, pour out some ink caps, right? Mix a little bit here and there, and then execute it. Um, yeah, I am slowly finding like what does and doesn't work as a tattoo, or what needs to be much larger to sustain like a shape that's going to hold. So that's that's been a trial and error thing. Um, I never had a very involved mentor, so it's been like you know, fend for yourself, figure it out. It's painful because you make more mistakes, but you know that's. That's life. <laughs> no, I I agree. I, Amber, Amber is definitely you know she shared her, her experience with us as well about you know sort of the the frustrations of of trying to you know learn this craft right and then also the business it is um but you know what you don't want somebody like you know, helicoptering you anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get out there and figure it out. You know, you've got to make, that's got to make mistakes. It is painful. It really is painful, but it's, you know, I think it's the universal, right? It is part of it. Um, anyway, that's, that's my, uh, that's my thoughts on it. And I, you know, uh, this is a beautiful drawing, Jen. So I'm really excited to see, you know, like how much further you take it, but it's, you know, I think, uh, um, I've seen, I've seen your work and sort of your approach to, you know, to like painterly style tattoos. And so this reads to me like something that, you know, could be, uh, you know, definitely would, would be in an interesting sort of avenue to, to see what you do. I agree with you also about like, you've got to figure out what's going to work scale wise, longevity wise. It's, it's, it's like an ethical, you know, sort of imperative, right? Like we want to do for somebody that's, you know, the thing that's going to last as long as it can. Um, but, but you don't know until you try also, you know, like you can, you can look at certain examples, but again, there's your own sort of hand that's going to be involved in it, of course. So, um, so no, I'm, uh, I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think it's, uh, it already is a very, a very, um, you know, intriguing sort of, uh, painterly design. So, so certainly, you know, um, be interested to see how, you know, how their style develops. Um, it's very cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jen, please. Oh, I was just saying me too, but thank you. Yeah. Yes. You know, we are, uh, yeah, we are like uh, going to be following along closely. So thank you so much. Amber, so excited for your new opportunity as well. You know, I really, you know, I really think that ultimately, you know, you're going to, you're going to come out of, through this experience and be. Um, we'll get my license for another. Even if I have to open my own shop to get one. Well, we'll be rooting for you really well. Um, well, so this was the show. Uh, we talked about lots of stuff, anatomy, fit and flow, composition and stuff, even like discussing what's best for, you know, for new tattooers and, and our own styles. Um, it's, it's been a fascinating, uh, conversation and one that I think is, uh, you know, it's not resolved, right? We didn't come up with any answers here. <laughs> you know well, instead, we, we leave with more questions. I think that's maybe better. I really do. Um, 
And so if you <laughs> so if you're still here, right, watching us, I would encourage you hit the like, subscribe. It helps the algorithm, as you know. But also, you know, keep you know, keep on being interested in those things that, that you really find fascinating, right? Seek out what you can in order to um, you know, further it is, you know, further what it is that you're that you're um, pursuing. It, it really, it, it, it's going to take that drive. It really does. Um, so uh, I would like to have us close out. And, you know, if you could, if you could tell everybody, you know, where we could find you, find your work, um, would love to have that. Uh, Amber, please give us, give us that information. I wanted to make sure I wasn't muted for some reason. That happens to me all the time. Loud and clear. I am Amber Morgan from Mays Landing, New Jersey, and you can find me on all social media sites under Amber Morgan. Uh, Amber, again, it's really great to see you and catch up with you. Um, me and too. I think, yeah, I'm. I'm really glad to. Uh, I'm really glad that you are. You know, in good spirits, and that you're. You know, you're. You're sticking with it. Yes. It's hard. I. I definitely. Uh, you know. I've definitely had my setbacks. <laughs> in life and then in and in tattooing as well and um i i'm glad i'm glad to stick with it i'm always glad you know what i mean that like it's 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 difficult to you know to sometimes like bounce back but from the stuff only like thing i like enough that i could do it every day without getting sick of it amazing well um looking forward to you know to catching up with you again next week so thank you again for coming. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you for Of course, yeah. Uh, Jen, we'd love to know uh, where we can find you and where we can you know, uh, see your work. Oh, I'm Jen from Denver, Colorado. And you can find me on Instagram at Jen-Tattoos, J-H-E-N-N. That's fantastic. Um, so, so yeah, give Jen a like and a follow, uh, appreciate it. Jen, I'm really, uh, really glad to see this project coming together. Uh, it's a, it's a very, very beautiful rendition. Um, well, here's coming along. I'll show you tonight. <laughs> but anyway, no, that's great. Yeah, um, I, uh, it's, it's really great to have you. Please come back. Uh, we, we love having guests, and uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, yeah, it was really great to hear your voice and hear your insights into some of these things. Um, so, so yes, thank you very much for, for coming. Thanks so much, James. Yeah, of course. Well, nice yeah. Um, so yeah, welcome to the crew. And anyway, thank you for, for tuning in for this week's uh, exciting episode of Drawing for Tattooers. Join us next week. Well, we're gonna, um, you know, continue this journey into like tattoos and drawing and all that stuff. Um, I'm James Wisdom. Uh, you can find me at Tattooing Wisdom on the internet. Um, happy drawing, everybody.